I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. You're listening to The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. It's Elmarie Maw at the microphone with you until 10. Connor Tallon's also here in studio, ready to go. We have to be raring to go. We are <laughs> absolutely jam-packed with stuff this morning. Let's hit the ground running. We really, really are. Later on in the morning, we're going to have Magella Culla and Mary Hagerty live in the studio with us to chat about a gorgeous, gorgeous concert event. I have tickets to give away for a gig in the city centre tonight on the show. We'll also be chatting to Linda Kenny and Alf McCarthy about a sensational gig uh, show in the Everyman Theatre. I spoke to Emer Riley, whose very first play, The Spin, uh, put together between herself and Kirk Adorka, opens in the Triscoll this week, so we look at the whole process of writing a play and getting it produced and putting it on tour. I talked to William Hammy Hammond about the Cork Folk Festival, and of course, we have Work of the Week. Absolutely, and we also have a mini festival celebrating Cork's Pat Kinavan starting in the Everman Theatre tomorrow night and running for four nights with a different play every single night. It really is such a, a such a busy for week. Cork, a first. It is um, very very special. This has never happened in Cork before, oh. and. It likely will never happen again. This is a really, uh, really Unique. special week. So we'll yeah. be chatting to Pat very, very soon about that. Don't forget we have those tickets to give away for that gig. I'll tell you all about it in a little while as well. And of course, you can always text or WhatsApp at any stage while we're on air. You're more than welcome to. The text and WhatsApp number, as always, is 0833 96 96 96.
Well, that's the Universal kicking us off this morning. Now, I did tell you I'd have tickets to give away today and myself and Connor bought tickets for the Brother Brothers. We played them on the show last week and the gig is on tonight in Winthrop Avenue. But look, lads, I guess I'm still waiting for a call for chemo. So it just doesn't make sense for me to be putting myself out there into a crowd. So I'm going to give the tickets away to someone of you this morning. And if you would like to go along and see the Brother Brothers, now they are identical twins. They, I suppose, are originally maybe based in Brooklyn I think it is I don't know a whole pile about themselves personally only the fact that they are this kind of like indie folk band and I've enjoyed listening to their music so if that kind of stuff appeals to you and you'd like to go tonight I will gladly give my tickets away today 0833 96 96 96 and your question simply will be this what massive arts event took place nationwide on Friday night so text me what happened on Friday night uh, your name and your address there and I will uh, get back to you this morning we'll pick a winner before 10 Okay then, a fantastic mini festival is beginning tomorrow night in the Everman, running for four nights with one performer and four separate plays. This is just phenomenal. And again, if I wasn't in the position I'm in right now, I would be there every single night. The writer, the performer and the incredible talent that is Pat Kinavan is going to be on stage and four of his plays developed with Fishamble Theatre Company uh, are being presented so it was a joy, a pure joy to have another excuse to pick up the phone and talk to Pat about this celebration of his work at the Everman this week. Before we actually get talking about the mini festival that's essentially happening, Pat, in the Everyman, I'm going to start off, though, of course, because the most recent time I would have seen you was on screen with Graham Norton's Holding, which has just uh, kicked off. I think it's two episodes in now. There you were, large as life, making a discovery that nobody was expecting in episode one. You must have enjoyed the whole filming. I had a great time and it's lovely to talk to you, Elmarie, this morning. Yeah, I had a great time last year, to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting to be in holding. I only have a small bit in it, but nonetheless very grateful because, as you know, it was a tough time for anybody working in the arts and when something like that comes along and for it to be filmed down a wet cork I know. was amazing. <laughs> I was just so delighted because I love West Cork and it was like a treat every time I went down. I was dying to go to work so that I could, even if I was hanging around, you know what I mean? In between days and stuff, I would just go off to Roscarbury or I'd go down to Escape or out to Ballad Hob and places like that. I just had a ball. But besides that, the script was brilliant fun and Cathy Burke, the director of it, was a dream to work with. She was so, so lovely to us all. It was an amazing experience and uh, and I'm just grateful for it, really grateful for it. I know, like West Cork is looking fantastic in it and the cast is brilliant and there's a great mix of Cork and Irish actors from all over doing their very best Cork accents like. But, you know, anybody who has ever been even an extra in a film knows that even to just record a minute on screen can take, you know, the whole morning or two days, depending on the kind of shot. So were you down there for long? Yeah. Well, I was down there all in all, I'd say, for about between the middle of August to the end of September. Wow. And so I was intermittently down there, but mm. I, I was like I was travelling up and down. All in all, I'd say about 10 days I, I was mm. working on it. And to be honest with you, it was such a well-run machine, the whole thing. Everyone was really, really together on it. We all worked together as a crew and a cast. And uh, everyone was really friendly and, and kind of really generous to each other. So that was a lovely experience from that point of view. And I think 
maybe it, that's why it ran so slickly. You know, it came from the top. Cathy made us all feel part of a family, really. In Isn't it. So that brilliant? I think it kind of comes across in it too, that people, it, it, there's, there's fun in it. You mm. know what I mean? Great fun all the time. Oh, there is. You can um, you can see that. It, but at the same time, yeah. like, and you alluded to it there just a couple of minutes ago, it would have been a different filming experience for a lot of people, even with prior experience, because of all the extra, I suppose, precautions and protocols that had to be observed. So making oh, yeah, making things yeah. difficult and slowing things things down. And you then now, of course, with this mini festival at the Everyman Theatre, it's a one man show. So, I mean, it's the kind of thing you can travel with anywhere. But at the same time, yeah. we have spoken on and off different times, Pat, ahead of performances of individual elements, individual plays in this series. How does it feel yeah. to actually have the four of them in one? I mean, I don't recall you doing the four night after night after night like this in Cork before. I've never done it in Cork before like that. In fact, this is only the second time ever that I'll, I'll have done the four in wow. a row. Wow. Number one. And Marie, like, it's just a privilege to have the four pieces and Fishamble are an amazing theatre company and they have allowed me to have them. They've developed them with me and Jim has directed them all and they produce them all to the highest standard they can. They're amazing. So, like, I can't believe I have four of them. But I'm kind of approaching it as a kind of, um, I'm going to celebrate it next week Absolutely. in a very humble way. I kind of feel uh, we all got through this. We're out the other side. Um, and as well as the work, health-wise as well, I don't take it for granted. I'm, I'm really good and strong and healthy. And um, I'm, and I'm just going to celebrate that, that I can actually get through the, the four of them. And I'm going to look forward to every moment of them because this might be a once-in-a-lifetime event for me. Do you know what I mean? I don't know when this will happen again. And, and you know I love my home city and, and I, I love my hometown of Cove and... I just want to give people the best shows I can. And, and and the Everyman, which I adore the Everyman, they're amazing to me down there. So I'm the luckiest boy in the world, really. <laughs> I really am. You know what? You mentioned humility there. And I know that is like one of the threads that is so strong through you. And I appreciate and I recognise it. And I know you make efforts to keep your feet on the ground. Because let's face it, Pat, wherever you have gone with any one of these plays, never mind the four of them, you have travelled all over the world with these plays. Like, yeah. just just tell listeners now, for example, the kinds of places you have travelled to perform these. Where have you been invited? Well, it's now 16 years since I started working on these solo pieces with Fishamba. So, Elmarie, we started off in Ireland first in tiny little venues. And then we kind of moved up a bit. And then we started to move. The first place we went to was to France. We went to Paris. And then after that, it kind of took off. We went around Europe, we went to Romania, Bulgaria, the Czech Republic, Turkey. Then we went to France again. Then we went to Germany. I'm just back from Germany, actually. We did a, a two-week tour over there. And then we kind of, people started to kind of pick up the shows in other parts of the world. So we ended up like in Finland and then we ended up in the States. We did loads of cities all over, and uh, including Los Angeles. We've been there six times to Los Angeles with the shows. And then uh, Australia and, and New Zealand got involved. And so we have travelled so much, but always with a kind of, um, I suppose, fit into a suitcase. Each one fits into its own suitcase. So when we're there, we kind of feel that we are in some small way kind of carrying a, a, a bit of Ireland with us. And what we are in that sense... Culture Ireland have been amazing to us, you know, helping us out and, and getting us to places. Yes. But we kind of feel a responsibility. Do you know what I mean? That we are Irish and, and 
if we were if we were musicians, we'd be the same, or if we were visual artists, we'd be the same. We're just we're representing really in our own in our own tiny way what we can do of Irish culture and 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 beauty of it. Yes, know? and I know that, and I know it, it is infused with that. But you know, also just to let listeners know, because you're obviously not going to be boasting about all of the five star reviews you've got from every theatre festival you've been part of from Adelaide to the States um, uh, to Edinburgh to everywhere that's just kind of lauding heaps of praise on you for these individual four, never mind seeing four in a sequence. And the reason for it, and you talked about how each one can be packed into a suitcase, it's so handy to take around, but it's what you unpack in the performance to carry on that uh, metaphor, Pat. Oh, that's a lovely is, thing to say, Elmerita. It's what's, you know, lovely, uh, well, well, that's what people connect with universally, isn't it? You know, because you, yes, you're it's quintessentially Irish and you quintessentially have these stories which have their inspiration, some of them in things that have happened in Irish history uh, or, you know, contemporary Irish history within living memory. But yes. it's the humanity, it's the deep, deep, deep connection between beings is what you're, you're talking about, the dignity of the person. Love, loss. I suppose, yeah. Isn't this? Isn't it? A, it's such a. Isn't it a wonderful thing in a way, Elmarie? When we, in in a cynical world, sometimes that we have to remind ourselves that the most important thing that we have at our disposal really is love and compassion. And even if you look across to Eastern Europe at the moment, our arms are open, like looking after the beautiful Ukrainian people. And I'm not getting political here. All I'm saying is that what we surprise ourselves with all the time. And what I'm so, I'm so proud to be Irish in that sense because the Irish are, we're packed with it, is compassion. We're compact and endless love. And that's universal. You know, anywhere I go, people will, well, number one, they love, they, they love us Irish when we go abroad. I mean, they're literally, you know, they're saying to me, would you please say that again? Would you just say anything in your Irish accent? So that's grand. But they love us for our, for our compassion and they love us for our, our heart, like we wear our hearts and our sleeves, mm. we don't realise it. You know what I mean? We were very, very open and joyous and loving people. So I, I think that resounds when we go with the work. I think people are are thankful for that. They kind of mm. go, oh my God, these people are fearless really in their love. You know, I think we are. And it's not only that though, it's it's your performance and telling of these stories. And like you're, you're such a, I'm going to say this, Pat, and I know you can't say it about yourself, but I can say it. You're such a beautiful performer to watch, you know, uh, physicality, balletic, the choreography as much as the storytelling of your body. Every single metatarsal of your fingers is also involved in storytelling. <laughs> like, so you you have to well, be... You know what, no. What? <laughs> Thank you very much, girl, because <laughs> it's... Um, I, I have the, I have the saying, and I know everybody else knows it too. But I say it every day. I say, Pat, I say, Pat, just use it now or lose it, right? <laughs> because if you just keep that body going, just keep it moving, because there'll come a time when I won't be able to do those. And so that's my kind of mantra, really, is just keep going forward. You know, mm. keep keep uh, just because I'm getting older now, and um, and I love it. But uh, I love I love to feel the differences in 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 how. My body is performing uh-huh. uh, as opposed to 20 years ago, Elmery. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, I kind of celebrate the way that 
that sort of evolution of movement happens. You can't stop it. No, you can't. At all, you, know? you can't. You can't. Yeah. And anyone who has ever uh, seen you jump out onto the stage as Roy Keane in Aikino will know exactly <laughs> <laughs> what you're well able for. That's from the past. That's nearly 20 years ago. Do you know that? It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But again, uh, listen, genius, 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 genius. Um, and, and great fun. But like these... These four plays, each of them tells, you know, just the most passionate, passionate story. Um, and the, fo- the photographs for each of them are all people have to go on if they haven't seen the plays before. So the, none of the plays are actually directly related, Pat. I suppose, yeah, it's, that's a really, really good point. They're, I suppose the only thing that binds them together is that it is the one even though they're they're essentially solo pieces, you know what I mean by that. They're not solo pieces because there's so many people involved. There's, yeah. there's composers involved and there's, you know, there's directors and there's costume designers and everything else, brilliant people. But the only thing that holds them together is this embodiment of this one man, you know, who plays women sometimes in them as well. So it's this one human being really that is, is the connection between them all. But you can see them all individually and, they don't really relate to each other. Yes. But it's funny when people do come to see them even three in a row, they they form their own sort of thread okay. really, for themselves, their own meaning, really. That's something that I don't have any control over. But they're, people are wonderful because they dive into their own imaginations then and they kind of form their own sort of uh, web, really. You're doing a, a post-show talk with Bernie Cronin on the Tuesday night yeah. as well, after Silent. So, like, I just yeah. think evenings like that are so special where you can sit back, especially in a bar like the Everyman, which is so intimate and so enveloping to sit back with your audience and have a post-show chat afterwards. Do you, do you get to do that much? I, I do it as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And especially at home. I love doing it at home because I am very, very proud of Cork voices like that, particularly when it comes to, I have to say, when it comes to the issue of homelessness uh, in silent. And I will forever beat that drum. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That that piece is 11 years old now, Elmarie. And when I wrote that piece, it was bad, like in Ireland. It was it was getting bad, and now it's doubly bad. So I'm looking forward to the post-show discussion on that in particular so that we can, we can lovingly highlight it, it again and we can trash a few things out and, uh, and kind of examine things and, and say kind of what's going on. Why are things this bad in a very wealthy country, you know? And like, I haven't even really taken the time in this in this chat to kind of go individually through each play to say and so what's that one about and what's that one about and what's that one about because uh, you're already uh, you know well we, number one we've talked about these plays before number two people can read a synopsis of each one of them on the Everman Theatre website before they book their tickets and number three I think there's something also to be said in a kind of a mini festival like this to just buy into the experience and say okay this is a really special week this is something that won't happen again for a long, long, long time if it if it does. Long time, yeah. And to just take the journey, I think, is is as a, a special and as a important a thing as any. Of course, we could open up the uh, program now and start reading out the descriptions, but that wouldn't be part of it at all. I think yeah. I just want to congratulate you on the success that you've had with each individual piece oh, thank you, worldwide. Girl. Worldwide. Let's just say that again. 
worldwide, Pat, because I know you're a <laughs> modest kind of guy and you don't go around blowing your trumpet. And But like this is just fantastic for a Cork actor, writer, performer like yourself to to be celebrated like this is a wonderful thing in your own city. And I know you don't take it for granted for a second. And I really hope I audiences... I take it for yeah. granted. And, you know, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful opportunity for me to be able to kind of give something back as well, Elmarie. Like, I still feel like a young fella. Um, <laughs> and I remember going up on the train from Cove years ago, like I was only 16, you know, 14, 15 years of age, going up to the Everyman and going up to the Opera House and going up, to, you know what I mean, to, to see different productions from all over the world. And it's just amazing to be able to go back and give something back, you know, because I'm sure there are young performers in Cork and young theatre makers and young artists that, you know, they'll come along to shows like this. And I hope that it gives people uh, some sort of a hope and I hope it gives them inspiration as well to go forward. We're in a new phase of all our lives and it's about, it's either, you know, that or get off the path. You know what I mean? Just yeah. go forward. Just I know. enjoy your life. Live it. Uh, and I hope it gives people that kick and enthusiasm to go forward with love, you know? Well, Silent, Before, Underneath and Forgotten are all taking place in the Everman this week, one night after each other with all of the details on the Everman Theatre website for booking or if you want to pick and choose in case you can't make all four. But listen, Pat, it's always just a pleasure and an honour and an excitement, actually, to talk to you. And I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you so much, Elmarie. I so appreciate your time and your lovely words and for pushing the shows out for me to, to the audiences in Cork. I can't wait to come home, and I can't wait to see my mad down in cold as well. Thanks, Pat. Thanks so much, girls. God bless. The incredible Pat Kinnavan there. I see a text in from Frick who said, Hi, Elmarie. Pat was indeed brilliant as Roy Keane or Kino in iKino. I saw it twice. Can you watch it anywhere now? You know what? I don't actually know. Is there a recording of that? That was just a superb production. And like he was brilliant in holding as well a couple of weeks ago. And it's starting tomorrow night in the Everman. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. It's going to be incredible. These four plays, one after the other. Follow them by Crash Ensemble on Friday night. Followed by Dear Okay, and on Saturday night it's a huge week at the Everman well worth checking out the website and having a look and seeing what's coming up okay quick break news on the way Quartz 96 FM and C103 The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes planted, picked and produced in Cork Griffin's Potatoes the great taste of home Listen, jazz banjo, you just can't beat it, can you? That's Alison Brown there, track recorded especially for the World Fla a few years ago. Love that. And if you enjoy good music, well, like I said, I'm waiting for chemo so I can't be going out to a gig. Connor and myself have tickets for the Brother Brothers tonight in Winthrop Avenue. And if you'd like to win those tickets, because I'm just going to give them away this morning, then text to WhatsApp to 0833 96 96 96 and tell me what was the name of the big, massive arts event that took place all over the country on Friday night. What was it called? Tell me your name and address and we'll put you in the draw before 10. Now, established in 2011, the Theatre Development Centre in the Triscoll in Cork has done amazing things for new playwrights. And this is a story of somebody who wrote a script in 2018 and just wanted to see where it would go if they sent it off to, say, Pat Kiernan in Corkadurka. And this is her story. This is the story of Emer Riley, who wrote The Spin. And she's going to tell us the story of that voyage from 2018 up to the current day when the show The Spin is on 
tour and it's on its way to the Triscoll. Emer, I've been told that you've gone on quite a bit of a journey telling a story about a girl called Joanna Jennings, 27 years of age, which her first play called The Spin, and that in itself has taken its own journey. And it's already out on the road and it's heading towards Cork. So, Emer, I'm asking you the impossible to kind of summarise what has probably been <laughs> something that's taken up a lot of your time of late. <laughs> How did the journey begin? I wrote The Spin the summer of 2018. Yeah. I wrote it over a couple of days and I kind of sat with it for a couple of months and I looked up Kirk Kaderka's website, sent an email to Pat Kiernan with yeah. the script. Yeah. Fortunately, he emailed me back the next day and invited Whoa. me into the Rick House Trust and that's kind of where it all started. Brilliant. A very fast reply altogether. So there must have been something yeah. in there yeah, that caught his eye. And I mean, I'm sure it was a diamond in the rough. You know, we've done a mm. lot of, of work on it since. Yeah. Spent a lot of time over the last couple of years going down to the TDC and yeah. we did yeah. workshops with yeah. actors. And as a first time writer, that's how you really learn is hearing the words in people's mouths. Yeah. Total education working with Pat. You know, he's got such vast experience and a lot of experience with new writers as well. So the whole redrafting process. Did you get a lot of feedback from the actors themselves as well? Yeah. Like if a, if a line didn't sound right, an actor mm. would tell you or they'd ask you a question yeah. they're generally very generous people actors they don't say that's wrong but they'll say why am I saying this or yeah, why yeah. am I saying that so yeah the story has remained the same it's still the same story that I wrote yeah. four years ago but it's been tightened and tweaked it now runs at a very short 50 minutes <laughs> okay <laughs> but that's it as you say it was a rough diamond and it had to be shone up a little bit from what I gather it takes one hell of a spin <laughs> The tale itself. <laughs> Briefly, what was the story you were telling? So it begins in a letting agency. This woman is trying to find a place to live and she can't. She's dealing with the breakup of her relationship with her boyfriend and she's forced to kind of stay with her brother and sister-in-law for a while. Oh. And she's sitting opposite this woman who it might not be immediately clear who she is, but she's kind of like okay. a therapeutic witness, I suppose, to Joanna. Yeah. They're trying to tease out why her life has been in such a mess or a free fall. You know, we kind of have to excavate her past and her difficult kind of family history All right. in order for her to, you know, move on or create a better future for herself. She has to deal with the past. Emotionally coming to terms with what happened. She's kind of a fractured sense of identity as a character. Uh, yes. And it's her realising who she is. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a twist in it, so I find it hard sometimes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I didn't want you to give anything away either because people want to come along. So people are intrigued from the beginning as to where we're going with this. Yeah. Did you learn how to not give stuff away? Well, that was probably a thing when we were doing the redrafting process is the seed of information and, you know, yeah. kind of the craft of playwriting. Is the art of storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. How to keep um, an audience interested, how to keep them on their, you know, on the edge of their seats. Yeah. And it's the funny, the thing is you kind of lose all perspective as a writer. Because, you know, when you're with a piece for so long, you don't see it as clearly as somebody who's just seeing it for the first time. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's reassuring now when audiences are like, oh, I didn't know what was going to happen next. Now, that brings me to the next part of it. The bird has flown, has left yeah. the nest. Been in Longford for a week in the backstage theatre. Yeah. And currently now you're running in Dublin. Yes, Dublin Fringe Festival. Yeah. So we're running in the Cube in Project Arts Centre. So it's great space. Similar to the TDC. 
that great black box. Now, you must have found it very hard when you had to let it go. That is actually something that I was so surprised at because obviously it's my first play mm. and realising on opening night that there's, there's nothing more that you can do. It's, it's <laughs> out there now and yeah. it's the audiences, it's not yours anymore. Yeah, that's a, le- a real learning curve. You pass the baby over to the audience and uh, what do they think of it? <laughs> they seem, seem to really like it. Yeah. Lots of people with questions wanting to kind of think about it for a couple of days and chat to me afterwards. A couple of my friends that saw it, they were like, let, let, let that percolate with me. Okay. So yeah, it's real how people have received it. Did you, did you touch a few nerves? Did people identify with it? I think it's a little bit on the bone for some people. Yep. When I think of the story, I do think it is that kind of in your 20s when you're kind of yeah. grappling around with things. Yeah. Although it's a personal story of Joanna Jennings, there's lots of universal themes in it that affect lots of people. Of all ages? Of all ages, yeah, yeah. for sure. And it's great to see at Fringe, you know, there's a variety of ages, young and old and everything in between. Yeah. People come to the show. Well, somebody who has a lot of experience reviewing plays is Donald Clark from the Irish Times, and I assume he gave it a thumbs up. In fact, I think he gave it four thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're thrilled. Yeah. thrilled to get the review. He seemed to Congratulations. connect with us and engage. So that's, that's all you can offer. Okay, listen, it's coming to Cork, it's coming to the Triscoll. What nights will you be there? We will be there from the 27th of September yeah. at 8pm. We'll run nightly through to Saturday the 1st of October. Eamon Riley, this is your first one. Will there be a second one? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I things percolating. It takes a while to get a play up. <laughs> it does indeed. And it's an amazing process. I'm glad you started it. I'm glad you've got a vote of confidence all the way through from the beginning right through to right now. And I want Cork audiences to come along and give it their vote of confidence as well. So it sounds to me like it's well worth supporting. Well, indeed, I was looking at the Irish Times review from Donald Clark and he gave it his vote of confidence. Four stars under the heading uh, Tense Two-Hander Balances Social Comedy with Emotional Heft. So that says it all. It was a hit on the Dublin Fringe Festival. It's coming to Cork on Tuesday night and running right through till October the 1st in the Triscoll. Go along and see it. Uh, It packs a punch. Now, while I have your ears, the Drimmer League sing Festival has a full day of gigs and concerts starting at 11 o'clock this morning in the Corner Gallery on Main Street with Maura Nihelacher. Their songs of the Gaelic Harpers at 1 o'clock, spoken word and song as part of the famine commemoration at half past two. Pauline Scanlon at Top of the Rock at half past three. And Jack O'Rourke closes the festival tonight at the All Saints Church at 7.30. Great to see your texts coming in. I have one for you from the artist Claire McLaughlin. Remember, she spells her name like the county. And she says, good morning, Elmer and Connor. Great to hear you both. Please let your visually impaired audience know that tactile packs are being sent out to online participants in the seen, unseen gallery visits. And the next one is going to be to the, it's just disappeared, the Solstice Arts Centre in Navan on Friday, October 21st. It's going to be in person if you would like to go, but also if you can't travel, it will be online. Everybody's welcome. Participation and tactile packs for the visually impaired are free of charge and to register to get one sent to you ahead of October 21st, so plenty time to do it. All you have to do is send an email to uh, the artist Claire McLaughlin and her email is claire at scene unseen. Dot IE. C 
So um, all the details, of course, will be also on her website, clairemclaughlin.org. No, I'm waving massively at Marie, knowing I'm breaking all the rules because we're fighting the clock this morning, but I'd love to get this out. Thank you, Mary Buckley. You just sent in an email congratulating Norma Sheening. She and she was amazing as oh. Shirley Valentine last night. And we just, she deserves the congratulations for a show of her most outstanding performance. She sold out the Opera House, got a standing ovation for the whole Opera House. They were literally standing on their feet, clapping at the end of the show. She was fantastic and outstanding and deserves every ounce of applause that she got. Well done, Norma. Well done, well done. Okay, we'll be back after these. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. Friday night was culture night, so I met Michael Waldron, curator of the Crawford Art Gallery, outside the Crawford. Michael, is there nothing you can't do? I mean, you're a curator. That's how we know each other. You move the odd pizza oven from time to time. <laughs> Look, I was just deputised. <laughs> yeah, so then Volcano Pizzas have set up shop in our garden this evening for culture night. Yeah, yeah. So we all mucked in just to give a helping hand. Well, it's funny, we're actually standing outside what was the main entrance of yeah. the Customs House. So in 1724, so if you can imagine 298 years ago, uh, Standing outside this door, it would be the main entrance into the Custom House of Cork. Behind us would be water. Staring up at the, the clock way up above us. That's a funny thing, because I just met a couple of Americans who were looking forlornly across the gateway, wondering, was it open or was it closed? <laughs> Trying to figure out where the entrance was. <laughs> so I was telling them, it's just around the corner. <laughs> so they're inside at the moment, which is what we should be doing. They're going upstairs to the Men in the South exhibition, which is where we're heading as well. So we might bump into them on the way, because I've already told them that this place used to be surrounded by water. <laughs> this was the Venice of the South. So we win the main entrance. But in a couple of years' time, this will be the main entrance again, won't it? I think that's all being planned that's now. Being planned, yeah. I suppose in our major redevelopment, it will be all about the visitor experience yeah. and finding your way to the entrance. Okay, <laughs> so find our way in. So for tonight, and it'll be all over by the time this goes to air. The restaurant doors are open. People can come in, sit down, and enjoy themselves for culture night. Exactly, and uh, break into a pizza. Meanwhile, the Gibson Galleries. The Gibson Galleries on our press floor. Okay. I follow you. I think you know your way around here. <laughs> we were going to meet near the synagogue, and there's a reference there. But because this is Culture Night, you're on call all day here from 2 right through to 11 o'clock tonight. So fair do you. Some man for one man. <laughs> well, it's some team for one team. Yeah. It's a big group effort and we know our responsibility to be open on Culture Night and we know people have an appetite for culture and we're here for that. Tell me, why would we have met otherwise outside a synagogue? This week's work of the week mm. has a connection to synagogues. Okay. In more particularly, the artist Estella Solomons was Jewish oh. and her parents co-founded a synagogue in Dublin. Let's have a look at her. So. You are the tourists that I met outside. That's correct. <laughs> What part of the world have you come from? New Hampshire and Florida. This is Michael. Hello. Mike's one of the curators here. We meet every week to talk about a work of art in the gallery and we put it out on the radio. And I'm glad I was able to direct you towards the gallery because it looked like we thought it was closed. It did look like that. We weren't <laughs> sure how to get in, but we knew it was a good place to come. Yeah, okay. So we're going to just have a quick chat about one of the paintings. Did you recognize anything here? Was anything familiar? 
Not until we had actually started our tours yesterday. We did a tour of history of Ireland in Dublin. Well, we're following the history at the moment of the foundation of the state. Ireland as a a republic has been in existence for just 100 years. And this exhibition looks back to that time period. And in particular today, we're on the radio. We're having a look at a, a small work by Estella Solomons. We'll have a look at Estella's piece just behind... In fact, we met in front of this about two and a half years ago. (laughs) This is the men in the South. It's actually an iconic painting. These men, believe it or not, turned up at the artist's studios in Dublin, (laughs) dressed like that so that they could pose, and he then made it look like they were freedom fighters fighting for the independence of the country. And at the time, nobody knew which way things were going to be. Was that right? No, we we were right between... The War of Independence and the Civil War in Ireland, a very short period of time when it was very uncertain how things would would turn out. I'm glad you've come over to Ireland to find out more. We are, and we arrived here on a very good day, too, the cultural day. And it's interesting, there haven't been big celebrations this year, so this is a remarkable exhibit for us to see. We're going to explore it a little bit deeper. Thank you. Lovely meeting you. Enjoy your visit. So here's Estella. This is a self-portrait. There's something unusual about the timing of it because it's dated five years after her death. Isn't that right? Yes. This etching was part of a memorial edition marking five years since the artist's death. So the edition was released in 1973, but the artist had died in 1968. So it was a portfolio of prints from that edition. Okay. Now, who was she? Why was she associated with these gentlemen from the South? Did she have a connection? Well, she's a very interesting woman. So Estella Solomons was born in Dublin to Jewish parents. Her father, I think, was an eye doctor, and her brother Bertel was a sportsman. Estella, during this War of Independence period, joined Common Maman. So she was politically quite active, part of that socialist activism of the period 100 years ago. And in the 1920s, she married Seamus O'Sullivan, who was poet and editor of the Dublin magazine. She yeah. became a, an honorary member of the Royal Librarian Academy yeah. at the end of her life, yeah. but she had actually been exhibiting every year for decades. <laughs> so she was quite a remarkable artist, a beautiful printmaker. We have the portfolio of prints here. She's also being celebrated in an exhibition in Dublin at the moment too. She looks a little bit sad, doesn't she? Maybe it's, just lost in her thoughts. Yeah, I think she's quite wistful. She has a book on her lap. Seated in this sort of doorway looking out into a garden. Yeah. The interior is a little bit dark. Seated with the book on her lap, she's resting her chin on her right hand. She's meditating. Maybe she's thinking about pizza. <laughs> I mean, she could be hungry. No, I'd say it's bigger thoughts. <laughs> Much bigger thoughts. Because she was so politically engaged, yeah. I mean, we have to think practically, a self-portrait like this, yeah. you kind of have to hold a pose while you're making your portrait, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This book might actually have been the sketchbook where she was making the lines of, of her own likeness. Yes. Yeah. Think about her life more broadly. Because she was tuned into the time and what was going on, Of course, it was a time of great consequence. It's quite interesting as well that she came from a fairly kind of comfortable background, but in an an Ireland that was becoming a lot more inward-looking, maybe not as multi-denominational as it had been previous to then. So a conservatism might have been coming into, into being 
at around the same time as, you know, this Jewish woman in Dublin. I, I think of, you know, James Joyce's Ulysses when I think of, of course, you know, yeah, um, yeah, that, Bloom, that yeah. experience of the capital city. But as a sort of person on the fringes of society, yes. even though she was comfortably off. In a way, the outsider looking in, looking out as we yeah. look in. <laughs> And, a, at us, yeah. and an artist is a perfect person for that too. Yeah. So she, as a woman, as an artist, as a Jewish woman in Ireland, at a time of independence, a member of Cumann, all of these layers yeah. to that particular expression. Intriguing times, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of appropriate as Jewish people around the world prepare to welcome their new year in Rosh Hashanah. She's our little herald of that this week. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Michael replied by email when I sent him that audio and he said, Unreal, love the added Americans too. By the way, he says, thanks, Connor. It was a wild night, over 3,400 visitors. By the way, today is the last day to see Men of the South exhibition in the Crawford and Botanica also finishes today. Absolutely fantastic. Now, the Nias Mo, the Shaska Mila Baila Farin, Shin Townlands in Aaron, at the Fosse Grilar Hail Natir Salatanyavon, Agazer Tiji Kahar, Erin Deirdrin Shakoing, Beg Shila Shila Nikonainig, a kind of Go Hyam, a Gunde Herkui, Martha Bail Alia Ahangoirig, Sitta Sashleta, Erhuran, Hunde Herkui, Agas Hunde Kiri, Agasashir Hyam, Dinapriv Valte, Ingoil Tokthu Scree. Baleisha, a will go vale farin on sheet drum on alig agus on hill vor fecken sheila na balig spregula dagon on publicela agus fine she lergas her hevris beshilta kyol agus auronicht encounter a todol onart gonart legach influence shin at hosnu er hochtaglog erendirdin sho going now and will the Fosti new the Clown Clinna a frassel er Railskull Igarkik new Bader go will to fain of the Vointori Gandas Nagelskullina Untra at our Timbla Hunde new and Harwell, but what Lumsa clushent wit Mata Kor alling i the Skull new Bader go will Daltian will Sarva the raw Danta Numarshin Shans Wavenish Tacht er on Radio Lom be a kind fee. Sashomra Forna, Agus Shorgi Rievost Hoem, Er on Sea of Idaline on Stashun Radio. Just inish them, Kadavacher Intendagot, Iter Kyolix Kind, Expemir Ashkut Sonish, Shin Smuinov, Nua, Dun Tachtendave, Em. Look here in the wine, the Gales Scullin is Docha. Ach, Tom Contas Nulish and Bemacher Er Orion, Agustanta, three Railge, okay? So Shine. So on Rievost Shin now, Elmerie.ma at 96FM. Punk IE. I guess time is Sul Le the Swinty Go.
and I'm laughing here in the studio. Connor's after correcting my uh, Irish, so he is. He said instead of saying Elmarie.maw, I should be. <laughs> Elmarie Punkma. Elmarie Punkma. <laughs> and you know what? I actually kind of like that. <laughs> I hope you've been enjoying the music there of Donna Lunny, just as we are chasing the, way, the yeah, top of the news. The because, Folk Festival starts yeah. on Thursday, and we're talking to William, yes, Hammy Hammond, uh, in the second half of the show about what's actually happening if you went on a bit of a trail. Don't about, forget. What would happen? We have loads more to come. Fantastic guests and music coming up for you between 9 and 10. And we're also giving away tickets. Connors and my set of tickets, as it happens, to the Brother Brothers in Winthrop Avenue tonight. Um, we can't go because I'm still waiting for chemo. So it's just not sensible. So on, we're going to give them warm away. the seats for us. Okay. <laughs> Keep them warm. Come on in. If you'd like to take our tickets and head along tonight to see the Brother Brothers, then all you have to do is text to WhatsApp 0833 96 96 96 and tell me what major arts event took place all over the country on Friday night mm. and we'll put you in the draw there before 10. Okay. <laughs> right. Cork's 96 FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Planted, picked and produced in Cork. Griffin's Potatoes. The great taste of home.